Welcome to This Week in Wyoming Cowboys Athletics here on wyomingathletics.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Wyoming Assistant Athletic Director uh, Jeff King. Jeff, good to see you once again. Good to talk to you again here uh, on the podcast. We have a very, very loaded show to talk about. Let's jump right into it. Let's start with the boys basketball and uh, a game we had looked at last week, the big one coming up uh, this past Monday against Indian Hill at home, a, a real good chance to cement your spot at the top for the league title. But uh, Indian Hill comes out early, leads by nine after the first quarter, and really able to keep pace from there. Indian Hill gets out of there, out of the stable with a 56 to 50 win. So it's your first CHL uh, loss on the season. Still a lot to be played for, a, lo- a long way to go here uh, in the, the regular season. But Looking at things right now, you've got five of the next six on the road, five of the next seven to finish the regular season. But, you know, you're looking at uh, Finneytown coming up. They're they're improving. They're getting better. And then also on Friday, a big one on the road at Taylor, who only has, you know, one league loss. You know, they lost to Indian Hill, and in doing so only shot 29% uh, from the field. Let's talk about that Taylor matchup specifically. Your team has a very, very good defense. We know that. We've seen it a lot on, on our, our live coverage of the team. What, uh, what kind of confidence level do they have that going into that Taylor matchup, they can replicate a similar type of performance and hold Taylor's shooting percentages down in a game that may end up being kind of a must win if you want to get back there for the CHL title? We have a lot of confidence going into it. Um, you, you know, I, we still feel re- really good where we're at. We lost a tough one last night, like you said. Um, but, you know, good game coming up tonight against Finneytown, hopefully in, in a couple of days to prepare for Taylor. Focus on our defense and then focus on just hitting some more shots that didn't go through for us last night. Um, and, and, you know, we'll feel good going into that game against Taylor. It's going to be a tough one um, sitting up at the top between us, Indian Hill, you know, and Taylor. Thankfully, we still get a chance to play Indian Hill again next week. So playing Taylor Friday night is going to be a great kind of gauge of exactly where we are amongst those three teams, you know, to finish up the uh, regular season. Looking ahead in the schedule, you have Saturday a non-conference game slated uh, to travel to Monroe. You get Western Brown coming in uh, on next Monday. And then the following Saturday, the 13th, hosting Purcell Marion. How much of of that is by design to try to get some – non-conference competition in late in the season to help you prepare for the state tournament when that's all you're likely to see is teams you're not familiar with you know I think it's a little bit by design and I think it's a little bit of kind of um, how the year has been with scheduling Um, but but it's definitely good you know coach likes to prepare us throughout the whole season so he likes to have these games littered throughout the year um, of playing non-conference schedules so like that Monroe the game has been on the schedule ever since you know last year that one you know hasn't really been moved um, Purcell had to get moved, but then Western Brown's been on the schedule late since beginning of the season as well. So we look forward to those games of a non-conference to prepare us for the um, tournament. And just like you said, five of seven of them are on the road. You know, we're going to have to go on the road in the tournament. So it's all in preparation to kind of make a run, you know, once we get into the tournament. Well, they're still alive for the CHL title, as are the girls right now, sitting at 6-2 and two in the league. They're just a half game behind Marymount and Indian Hill for the, the league title. And since we last talked, able to beat Indian Hill at home, defend home turf there, uh, win the game 50-44, to 44, despite Indian Hill's superstar, Ella Riggs, scoring 36 of the 44 points there, and you're still able to get the win there. And then Saturday comes, and you go you take on Taylor, Winds up going to overtime. You hit a last second three to go to overtime, but then get shut out in overtime 
and then Taylor winds up getting the win. You do bounce back on Monday with a nice win uh, over North College Hill. So we've talked here on the show in the past about you know the, the, the struggles at times from the foul line. We saw that in the Hughes game we touched on last week's show. But also at times it's, there's been some droughts in scoring the ball in general. And, and like you also said last week, there's been times where it feels like there's a lid on the basket and sometimes that can work against you. Even on your home rims, you're an athletic director. You should be able to, you know, fix that up in some way for your team. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I'm just curious from your perspective, despite those struggles scoring and, and with the free throws, how are they still one game, one half game out of the league title right now? We're playing so tough. We have a really gritty team. I mean, you know, Meredith Bornhold, Allison Applenow, they've been playing so hard, you know, and all the rest of the team collectively to where like coming from that Indian Hill game, when we came out, it was almost like, we had turned a switch on to a little bit of a different team that we knew that we've had all season, but finally we got to see it. And, you know, you got to see it through coach Isaac. He's, he keeps up the energy all the way through the whole game through practices and, you know, <laughs> continues to, um, to push those girls to get better and better every single day. We came up short against Taylor. It's a good Taylor basketball team. Um, you know, we got Indian Hill again coming up this week and we get Taylor again coming up this week. So we get to play both those teams one more time um, going into the tournament, which, you know, we, we drew a tough draw with Summit coming up. So hopefully it'll prepare us very well going into that next week. And we're excited about where they're at, you know, especially with that great leadership of Meredith Bornhold on the senior side. Yeah, she has really turned it on. Uh, as of late and really taking her game uh, to the next level. You alluded to it, and it leads me right to where I was going. The postseason draw was announced, and uh, not exactly the best draw for your team you know, based on how things have gone for yourself and your opponent this season. As you said, you get Summit in the opening round, and you, you played him about a month ago and just could not seem to hit a shot. Summit's just that good defensively. You know, Summit wins that game uh, by 20. So I'm curious to know, what the reaction was from the coaching staff and if there was any kind of disappointment to see that summit had the option to, but declined to take the first round by. I mean, you know, we look at it as it's a chance for us to get that game back. Like you look, like you mentioned, we missed a lot of shots that, you know, hopefully we can fit to go in this, uh, this upcoming game. We've improved immensely just from that game a month ago. So I really like where we're at going into it. Um, we're going to go into it with the toughness that we've had playing ever since that game. And, and we feel good about it. It's, t- it's tough to beat a team twice. We know that, you know, every time that we play another team twice. So it's going to be a really, really good game. We're excited about it. And it's a chance for us to kind of get that game back and hopefully move forward in the tournament. But most importantly, take care of business on the road I'm against, I'm sure it's going to be a very fired up uh, Indian Hill team that'll be Absolutely. looking for revenge in that one. And as you said, Still a lot to play for as far as a league championship goes on both sides of things for the boys and the girls. And and that's certainly never a bad thing to discuss. Let's move on and let's talk about, uh, let's talk about swim and dive and and the regular season kind of winding down. We're starting to turn the page uh, into the postseason now and try and get swimmers and the team as far as we can go. Uh, What's on the docket for the swim and dive this week? So um, they're getting ready to go um, to, to their, gearing up, hopefully preparing to get into the state championship um, for, for especially on the girl side, especially on the dive side uh, for Grace Courtney. They're practicing hard, really, really gearing up for sectionals. And hopefully, um, you know, we see, we see where we're at and um, can make a run going into the state tournament later on in the year. Is that their expectation that they'll, they'll have a run into the state tournament? 
it is the expectation. You know, we're expected. Heck, I've been working uh, more the past week and a half on travel arrangements. So it's our expectation, you know, and I know it is for them as well. Our parents are excited. Our coaches are excited about it. We got a great group um, and we're really looking forward to seeing what we can do through the rest of the year. I'm not going to lie. I thought you said you were preparing extra by getting laps into the pool yourself there. <laughs> I haven't gotten into the pool much now. I mean, I, I wouldn't stand a chance against any of those swimmers. That's for sure. And <laughs> definitely not the divers. So, um, but we're, we're excited about where they're at for sure. Would you take a socially distanced shove into the pool if, if you have a state champion? I would, I would certainly take a socially distanced shove into the pool if we have, if we're able to come over the state champion. <laughs> okay, swimmers, divers, take note. Yeah, he, take he's note. Will, take he's, note. he's willing and able. Yeah. He's willing and able. <laughs> let's move. Uh, let's change gears. Let's move on to the bowling lanes and uh, let's start with the boys and uh, get Sweek out a tight win over Marymount and to extend the win streak to six. So things continuing to turn around. And as we talked about at the beginning of the year, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde in and out of the league. But we're now seeing the wind start to pick up in the league, which is you know, most important than anything else. You know, you're going to get scheduled to get Finneytown up next. You know, they're second in the league right now. Beat your team, but that was all the way back uh, in November. You know, it's been a long time since you've seen Finneytown. And again, we talked about the struggles early in the season for your boys' bowling team. How much better is this team right now compared to when they saw Finneytown back in November? A lot better. And like you said, we talked about it last week. They've continually improved every single week. They picked up a nice win um, last week. And it's 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 the improvement that we've been wanting to see. We've known that it's there. So thankfully, we're hitting the stride on kind of when you really want to hit your stride later on in the season. And we're excited to get that, get, you know, that match back against Finneytown and hopefully go from there and, and make a run at it. Over on the girls' side, we talked last week about they're getting getting things going. They set the school record for wins. They continue to add on that. They want to continue to add on to that. And and then kind of a head scratcher uh, against against Marymount uh, on on Monday, falling to Marymount, who hadn't won a game uh, in the league, and in fact at times didn't have a full allotment of bowlers out there. That wasn't the case in this match, but still, uh, they come in and they pull the upset uh, on your team. Uh, how disappointed was Coach Wood? That, that this result happened and how do they regroup ahead of next Tuesday's meeting with Redding, who is undefeated in the CHL? You know, I think there's the disappointment after the match, but really it's encouraged the team to know that, look, we know we're better than what we put on, put, put out there. And we know we have an even bigger match coming up and it's a good chance to kind of show who we really are. We know that we have a really talented group there. He knows that he's excited about it. So it's more on we're excited about where we can go and how we can build after that loss. So it happens. You know, it, it's been a crazy year with with really all the different sports and, you know, different wins and losses. But it's really sure. about how you can bounce back. And, and he's big on that. So hopefully going into that next match against Reading, we're going to be ready to kind of show where we really are. Is he trying to use it as this was an outlier and maybe just one, if we're going to have a bad match, let's let's do it here and get it out of our system ahead of Reading and in the postseason? Yeah, you know, it's it's like I said, you're disappointed when it happens, but then kind of take the pauses from it. Know that obviously we didn't put, put our best match out there, but we know that we can do so much better, especially against a great Reading team coming up. Let's move on and hit the wrestling mats. And uh, wrestling is going to have some time to prepare for the – for the postseason coming up here just a bit, but over the weekend had a chance to recognize uh, the seniors on the team. We'll go through them. Jacob, Brian, Nathan, Brian, uh, Bryce Hickson, Charles Pickett, and of course, Onyx Mendenhall. We can't, we can't leave him out there as good as he's been 
uh, all season long. We also saw in, in some of the documentation of senior day on social media from this team that the belief is that this, this group here, these seniors were the ones that brought Wyoming back to the, the group that's in the school that's among the elite in the area as far as wrestling goes. Uh, kind of take us through some of the, the individuals, the seniors here, and how collectively they were able to bring Wyoming uh, back, as, uh, as it was said. As a group, since the beginning of, of their time you know, at the high school level and then with Coach Lyons, they've really tried to set a new standard of where we want to be in preparation, um, and we'll wrestle anybody, anytime, it doesn't matter. And that's something that we've looked for in that program. Those five guys have done such a great job at doing that. Um, you know, we're super excited about the groundwork that now they've laid because we have some really good wrestlers coming up behind them at the, you know, the lower grade levels, and they wouldn't be where they're at without those seniors. And we want to make sure that they know that. We're so excited that we have a nice time to prepare now before we get to districts. And it's, it's going to be a tough match, you know, going forward, but we get to get healthy and um, put our best wrestlers out there, which we're going to do. And like you said, from those seniors, we'll wrestle anybody and we're ready to do it whenever we can. I want to go through the individual numbers here for these seniors, just so fans understand how good they've been just this season. Their careers have been really outstanding, as you talked about here, really from the time they arrived. But uh, just this season, uh, Charles Pickett at 132 has, has five wins on the season. Jacob Bryan at 138, 21-2 with 15 pins. Nathan Bryan at 160, 13-3 with nine pins. Bryce Hickson at 195, 12-3 with eight pins. And Onyx Mendenhall. 16 and one with 12 pins. Pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, it's really all you have to say is those records and what, you know, it, their work has, has shown it, on the mat, what the preparation that they've done, the leadership that they've given us. So it's been really, really great to see them throughout the, you know, the past several years be where they're at. And we're really excited about where they're going to be at the end of the year. And a really good chance to have multiples go on and on and on in the postseason. And we'll talk about that uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, let's move on here. And uh, some other events kind of happening in and around uh, Wyoming. Uh, signing day is coming up. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But it was also announced uh, via social media. We saw uh, football coach uh, Han Aaron Hancock announced that uh, another one of your stalwart defenders is shockingly going on to the next level. And uh, saw that a uh, defensive end and outside linebacker, Bo Thomas, is – going to the division two route. He's going to play for Kentucky Wesleyan. So I'm a Kentucky guy, Jeff. I'm just going to say he's coming to the right side of the river now. So <laughs> good for him. But uh, nevertheless, Kentucky Wesleyan is always a very strong uh, division two program for those that don't know in uh, NCAA division two. So for fans that don't know about Bo, for fans who don't know Bo, uh, take us, uh, take us through behind the scenes and how you've gotten to know him uh, as he's matured uh, during his time in Wyoming and just kind of what kind of person he's been for the football program. Bo's really the type of student athlete that you would model any program after. And he's one of the hardest working you know, student athletes I've had a chance to work with. He's always a, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, but mostly looking for 
how he can improve, even if he does so well. I mean, the numbers he puts up in the weight room always translate because he works so hard in the weight room. You see it on the football field. And he's done so well on the football field, going to a great level, you know, playing Division II football. He's going to play such great football there, great program with Kentucky Wesleyan. And just – I live in northern Kentucky. My fiance is from, from Kentucky. So, hey, we like it. We like him coming good in. Good man. For that. Um, obviously an Ohio guy at heart, but that's – but that's yeah. uh, that's good. We're super excited to see where he goes there. <laughs> they're 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 seriously getting um, they're getting a student athlete that it's 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 tough to see him go because hopefully you know we know that he's left such a great legacy. Our younger student athletes need to take note. That's how you go about your career as an athlete at Wyoming or anywhere. And we're so excited to see what he can do at Kentucky Wesleyan it's kind of a similar kind of story to what you were talking about with the wrestling team and, and the seniors and the legacy they're leaving behind. And we see it you now with the wrestling program we've seen now with Bo Thomas among, he's among a litany of, of, of player football players you've sent on to college in the last uh, number of years. You know, we, 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 we uh, celebrate Isaiah Walker's uh, senior day at Wyoming just recently and the legacy he's going to leave behind, you know, obviously, you know, a, a lot of other uh, fine players uh, over the last number of years. What does it say about the Wyoming culture that you have so many kids come in here and always seem to find a way, no matter what sport it is, no matter what season it is, they leave the program they were in better than they found it? I mean, it's we wouldn't be where we're at without the student-athletes that we have. And thankfully, we have an incredible staff of coaches, an incredible staff of teachers and administrators that – really push our you know student athletes to the highest level and hold them to the highest level and the highest standards. You know, I always tell them I have high expectations of them because they deserve high expectations and th they need to continue to live up to those expectations. And they always amaze me doing that. You know, we have five student athletes we're going to celebrate um, tomorrow and Sylvia Coyle, uh, Molly Glover, both on the cross country side. Bo Thomas and Nate Glisson, both in football. Um, and then Sophia Doolin on the golf side, um, going to the division one level playing golf. I, I wish I had a game like, like her playing golf. I'll, I'll tell you that, <laughs> but um, it's, it, they always leave a legacy to push the student athletes below them to try to get above and beyond and move on to that next level. And we, we couldn't be more proud of the student athletes that we have, you know, those going on to the next level, especially. Would you at least challenge Sophia in mini golf? I would do it, but I mean, I tell you what, put putting for sure is definitely not the best part of my game. So, well, uh, I didn't say it had. I didn't say it had to be documented. That's we true. Don't need that's to put it out on social media. I, I, I think I'd have to be, you know, Sophia. This is a friendly one. I don't think we're going to show this this scorecard to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's going to be, as you said, she's going to be one of the ones that's signing to play uh, college athletics at the next level. We'll wait until they sign their letters of intent. And then next week we'll reveal where each of them is going to go. Obviously we talked about Bo and where he's going to go, but the other student athletes that are signed, we're going to wait. And next week we'll kind of discuss where they are and where they're headed at the next level. Uh, lastly, before I let you go, there's a pretty big football game coming up on Sunday. You're a football guy. You, you've got some insight in, into how things are going. I, I want you to kind of give me a preview of the big game. Who do you think comes out on top? And I also want to know what kind of pregame spread you're going to have, because I have to imagine you, you're the type of guy that kind of likes to go all out. I, I definitely like to go all out. I love to cook. But so my predictions of the game, it's tough for me to go against Tom Brady, but I don't know how they're going to slow down the offense that the Chiefs have. Even though the Chiefs are missing a lot of key pieces on, on the offensive line, 
Um, but but knowing how their staff is with Eric Bieniemy and and, and um, you know, on the offensive coordinator side, I know he's going to have that offense ready. Andy Reid always comes to play. But I, I mean, look, it's hard to go against the goat and Tom Brady. I expect a high high scoring game. I think the spread's like three and a half or something for Kansas City. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say I think Kansas City is going to cover the spread um, and win it. But I will say this: my spread when it comes to food, I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm going to do some wings in the air fryer, probably a little bit of buffalo chicken dip. Um, and uh, I, I think maybe a little bit, some, some pizza I think we're going to do and, and enjoy the game. And I hope everybody else does as well. That's a professional transition going from the spread of the game to the spread at home. <laughs> Folks, look how far he has come along in, in, in doing this. You think he's not a media savvy guy? Come on. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is absolutely outstanding. Um, you're, you're telling us about your spread at home there. And, and, and folks who'd be listening to this or watching this, maybe their mouths might start to water a bit. Do you plan on tweeting out your address to have folks come over and enjoy? I don't know if I'm going to do that. Maybe I'll tweet out some <laughs> pictures, tweet out some pictures of it. I mean, <laughs> I make some pretty, pretty good Buffalo t- chicken dip and the wings out of the air fryer. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with them if you've never done them out of the air fryer. I'll tell you that right now, but uh, definitely excited for some good football. I hate when football season ends. But I love, you know, coming up to this big game. And it's a really, really great one. So either one, uh, either team wins. I'm just looking for a good football game. We'll see next week maybe some a recap of the spread at the the King House. And uh, maybe we'll see if Jeff even makes it into the office if he's just too full from from the gatherings there. But uh, that's for next week. Our time is up this week, Jeff. We certainly appreciate it. A, A lot of great stuff once again. Jason, thanks, man. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to talking to you next week. That is Wyoming Assistant Athletic Director Jeff King joining us for this week in Wyoming Cowboys Athletics here on wyomingathletics.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.